Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello and welcome to the Post Podcast for season finale, shall we call it? Clear. All right, we haven't podcasted for a while. Um, we did plan to do one, uh, I think, about a week ago with some extra time, extra time guys, but they all bailed on me as they do. Unreliable, unreliable lot. So we're going to go right back to the FA Cup final for our first game that we're going to talk about. Uh, what did we think to it? It was an all right game, wasn't it? It took the first goal to really kick into action, really, which was quite late on. It took the first goal to initiate a dance move. <laughs> the highlight of the FA Cup final for me. Or, or low light. Pre-planned? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Did you see the, the Pardew dance coming? Yeah, I've also seen uh, the video where it was uh, imposed into uh, Mysterious Girl by Peter Andre. <laughs> Lovely. Where he's, where he's dancing in the sea with a load of other sort of naked men. <laughs> oh, God. That's just a flash forward to the summer for Alan Pardew. Uh, but yeah, um, Punchin scored the first goal with a, a lovely, lovely finish, but kind of completely left unmarked at the far post from a, a rebound of a corner, and then Juan Mata equalised almost instantly from, it was Fellaini that made that goal, Adam, wasn't it? It was beautiful work. Oh, that was beautiful. Oh, I was enjoying it so much. Probably his last touch as a Man United player. If, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I reckon Jose could like him. Yeah, I think he could be one of his players. Kind of, he likes that. He likes Mikel, strangely, so... He can he yeah. can use a big lad. He doesn't do a great deal. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, Jesse Lingard with the winner in extra time after Chris Smalling had been sent off. Good that these England players are getting these red cards out of the way before the, the uh, season finished and the Euro started. I, for one, am worried yeah. at Chris Smalling and Gary Cahill as the centre-back pairing, but we'll come on to that uh, when we talk about England and the Euro's chances. So Man United won, uh, Van Hal, he got the trophy, he already knew he was fired, do we think? Well, oh. n- nicely for him, Jose Mourinho waited about five minutes after the game finished <laughs> to, to to fully leak the stories that were already being partly leaked Yeah, he had that in the morning beforehand. Um, that was absolutely baffling. To me, as to who was involved in that, because there's no need for Jose to do it. You don't, whether it was him, if Man United are complicit in that at all, they're, mm. they're insane. Like, it doesn't seem to me to have benefited anyone. So, why it happened? No, it's just made them look like a bit of only, a, a mess. Can only it? be, it's only stupidity on someone's part. Mm. Mourinho and Mourinho's agent specifically have had Man United just over a barrel on this whole deal, haven't they? The fact that he got, well, reportedly got paid to not take another job. Four million pounds, not bad. Yeah, to do nothing. <laughs> I'll have taken that. To do nothing. <laughs> I, I my don't know how... favorite, My two favourite parts of the whole thing are the fact that, um, A, when, when Edward would... Well, first of all, uh, 
Jose, when was Jose fired? By by Christmas, January. Uh, yeah, Christmas time. Yes. Around about that same time, that was when that that when the pressure started to build on Van Gaal, yeah. and everyone was like, "He's a game away from being sacked." Yeah. Um. Apparently, he offered to resign. Oh, really? And they turned him down. <laughs> um. Then they've had to fire him because he wouldn't leave. So he's been sacked. <laughs> A year into his, with a year left of his three-year contract, which when they originally tried to sign him, Van Gaal only wanted a two-year contract, and Edward yep. would talk him into a three-year contract. That was that. That conversation cost Edward five million pounds. What a shambles! Absolute <laughs> comedy. That is. That's that's the way Leeds run their club, not Man- Manchester United. <laughs> That uh, yeah, that is that is mad. The fact that he offered to resign, I I've kind of he's he's grown on me this past season. Van Hal, he's been a he's obviously a legendary manager, but the way he's just not given a shit what anyone said about him, and the way he's done things his own way. And fair enough, he's he's probably been forced to bring through the youth players, but he's brought them through and he's stuck with them once they've performed. Yes, once they flourished. Yeah, he's even he probably has been. He probably has been quite lucky that they have actually flourished as well. Uh, because yeah. otherwise, otherwise he's just maybe crazy old Dutch manager plays with young players. <laughs> yeah, he could have had another Makeda. He got a Rashford. It worked out quite well for him. What, what I would say, guys, is, and the question for me is, we already know from the treatment of Moyes mm. and Van Gaal that the fans are keen to play the Manchester United way. And of course, Chelsea's going to get a little bit of time to sort of bed in yeah but you know sometimes <laughs> do you think he's going to be a success or is could this be a monumental disaster I think you, you wanted rid of Van Gaal now you've got Jose I think it'll be a success I think I, yeah I think I think definitely in the short term I think next season they'll be, they'll be definitely in the top Four definitely probably in the top two, I think, because there's going to be a lot of overhaul in that squad, and he he does have success in his first seasons. That's been proved everywhere. It's just what he does moving forward and how he builds this the squad, and how he needs to get people on side. He needs to get gigs on side if he wants to stick around. Well, it seems to me that this is a that maybe only finally now is he he at a club where the, at the level where he thinks he belongs. Yeah. I think that maybe he he views himself as maybe there are four clubs that are worthy of Jose Mourinho, mm. um, them being Manchester United, Real Madrid, Barcelona, and Bayern Munich. Yeah. Um, he isn't welcome in Barcelona. <laughs> um, Bayern didn't bite the for Bayern, him, did they? The Bayern Munich job never became became available for him, and the the problem with the Real Madrid job is it comes with a, what it comes with someone with an egotist even bigger <laughs> than him in the pre, in the president. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah, you can win the Champions League and be fired. It's ridiculous. He w- he won't have any of those problems at Manchester United. He'll have he'll he's got a bunch of fans who some of them claim to have about about these traditions of the club and want to play that card. But these are the same people who booed their their manager at the as he was addressing them at the last game of the season. Yeah. Uh, when they're still in a cup final. Yeah, and and I believe at both that game and at the FA Cup final, sang Jose Mourinho's name. Oh, that's yeah, that's not on at mm. all. Pretty class, no. pretty classless, actually. What did you think, Colin? Do you think he's going to so, be a success? 
Well, first of all, my nose has been put out of joint because I had 40 quid on Crystal Palace to <laughs> at 9 to 4. <laughs> <laughs> Get on the phone to Pardew and re- reimburse you. Yeah. Um, I, I'm not so sure. No? You know, I, I, I think um, we've already seen that, you know, Adam's alluded to it, you know, Ed Woodward. Uh, Mourinho seems to be holding all the chips, really. And I think it's a little bit dangerous with Mourinho. Mm. Um, I don't think he's going to change. I don't think he'll ever change. Um, and I think he'll do what Mourinho wants to do. And he's never lasted more than three seasons. I, I, I'll be honest with you, I can't see him lasting more than three seasons at Man U either. Mm. It, it's one of those things that could go either way, couldn't it? Because the first, the first reign at Chelsea didn't seem to be going that badly and then all of a sudden he resigned or was fired. And that was it. That was pretty much out of nothing, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, a loss to Rosenberg in the Champions League, and that was it, wasn't it? Yeah. Gone. Yeah, it's an interesting one. We'll see. Obviously, they're going to have a big summer. I think a lot of work to be done on that squad. Uh, quite a few. A lot of work. Yeah, a lot of players to ship out. I like that he's given Carrick a new deal, though. As I'd say, a lot of work, starting with re-signing Michael Carrick. <laughs> yes. That's, vi- that's vitally important. And they've got Rashford signed up. It's only 20 grand a week as well, which, although obviously he's only 17, but you could have seen someone offer him a lot more money to come play for them. Manchester exactly. <laughs> so let's move on let's talk about the we'll do the playoff finals quickly before we hit the Champions League uh, so Colin which ones of these have you seen the championship I assume uh, yes I follow that yes that was good. I watched that one especially for you oh, thank you very much <laughs> that was quite a good game Sheffield Wednesday didn't turn up their fans did no the whole fans their fans turned up in droves yeah, the whole fans didn't turn up but the whole team did and uh, Holland now back in the Premier League. They were, they were just a class apart, I thought. There was players in that team, like Tom Hodderston and players like that, that should be playing at a higher level. And they uh, You looked at the top with players like um, Snodgrass, Huddleston, yeah. Livermore, Diaby. Di- um, Di- like I was looking at them thinking, how have you not been promoted automatically? Yeah, it's a Premier League team playing in the Championship this season. Like if, 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 you, if, they, if they'd lost... I don't know what the record would be. If they lost that game, would uh, would Steve Bruce still be home manager? I don't. There's uh, think he would. there's rumours that he might not be the manager at the start of the season. Wow. They if might do a Watford. Got... Yeah. The current owner is apparently ill. Yes. He's had issues ever since his nose got put out of joint for not making them whole city tigers. Yeah. And. Maybe he's going to walk away and there's rumours about a new buyer coming in. And with a new buyer, normally comes in a new manager. So mm. there's rumours about that. And even I think Steve Bruce has said something on, uh, along the lines to that as well. Um, but, hey, we'll see. I don't, I don't know what... Obviously, you guys, I've seen almost zero mm. of the anything. But even without a new buyer, if they were to say to him now, thanks for everything, Steve, but we're going to go another way. To me, that doesn't seem too unfair I, I think that mission that, accomplished isn't it just but it's, they've under they've under they've surely they've un, he's underachieved this season yes and and sort of or, and almost and basically got through basically via the back door uh, yeah I mean that Burnley team was always going to go up I think they they didn't lose anyone in the summer and it was Colin, yeah. The, the Burnley and Hull were probably the favourites. Would you say Colin for the league this year? 
Possibly, but Middlesbrough have been throwing money at it as well. Yeah, I just expect Middlesbrough to always do what they do do, but they've finally not done what they do do. And never <laughs> Derby as well, Derby as well. Yeah, there's a couple there, but yeah. No, but Derby did do what they always well, yeah. do do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, another season of the Championship. But I, I think you're right, Adam. They could think, well, you've got us up, you've got us up twice, but you've also got us relegated twice. It's now, maybe we need someone else to take us and push us on. Yeah, in the champ- in the Premiership, yeah, just to keep us up there. Yeah, they, they, they are just class apart. Sheffield Wednesday they played well for their part, but they were just completely outmatched. And it's never nice to see Tom Lee's in tears, but he was at the end when he kind of they were. But they were basically on a bit of a, from what I understand, they they were the team with with the, that had all the momentum, but not maybe not the quality. Yes, yeah, they've been a, they've like, been a good run since Christmas. And we're massively overachieving this season against expectations. Yes, yeah. yeah, I think that's fair to say. Uh, it's never nice to see Michael Vaughan upset, but <laughs> no, it never is. He took a helicopter to the game. Did he? Yeah, <laughs> it's all right for some. He left. He left. He left the test match at uh, I think at lunch and got a helicopter from Durham. Wow. Yeah, like I said, it's all right for some, isn't it? <laughs> Took a took a half day's holiday. <laughs> Probably didn't even have to take it as holiday because it was filmed as a feature for the BBC Sport website. That's yeah. Probably 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 expensed the helicopter. Yeah, as authorised. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. Uh, so League One, uh, Barnsley are back. Colin, I didn't want to see them back, but then they were playing Millwall. There isn't a lesser of two evils here for me. Um. I mean, I, th- I think if, if you look at what Barnsley have done, they, they've been on a massive run. So they weren't expected to come up, but they, they've been on such a great run. Um, I think it's fair enough. I think I think that's the level they should be at, and uh, at least they've been in the Premier League. These guys—they're well, they're not, you know, a joke team. Um, but how would you see a little scores, bit of uh, scores? Score screamers at Wembley. Yeah, that's what he does, isn't it? Yeah, and, and also great. I've already see seen one this season. Of, <laughs> great to see a little bit of bants from the Millwall fans. Oh yeah, they well. love it, don't they? <laughs> they love a day out Wembley. Fans for the occasion, famously, aren't they? Fa- fa- famously good humour. Oh god, they can't help themselves. What is wrong with them? Bloody James. Feral. James was there as well. I hope he wasn't involved. With that. I'm sure he wasn't. He's too nice of a lad to be involved with that sort of nonsense. Uh, Ross, just to put that in perspective, that is James Belfontaine, formerly of this parish. Yes. He made a, a flight yeah, from Australia yeah. all the way to London just for this playoff final. See his team lose he to Yeah, he did. Beat by oh. Yeah. I feel bad for him, to no, be honest. James. <laughs> that it's is only the le- longest flight home ever. Yeah. It's, o- it's only League One. Yeah, exactly. If it's a championship playoff, oh. you can probably just about swing that. But yeah, the League One playoff, especially final. especially if you're Millwall and you've never been in the Premier League yeah, before. Exactly. But oh no! <laughs> can just, we start? Can we start a Kickstarter time <laughs> or something? <laughs> just just as an aside as well, guys. I mean, we had the uh, the crowd problems mm. with Rangers Hibs. Yep. In the uh, cup final in Scotland. We've had a not on the same scale, but a, a little bit of afters from from the Millwall fans. Yeah? yeah, do you reckon there's a bit of an issue there, creeping back into football? 
It's Thatcher's Britain all over again. <laughs> I bet they're all supporting Brexit as well. Uh, Chris, you're here with us now from Extra Time. Hello, Chris. Hello. How you doing? Um, Speaking speaking of people supporting Brexit. (laughs) (laughs) He's all about the Cornish Union. He wants to break them away. Bloody right. You'll have to forgive forgive me. I've I've been down the pub this afternoon, so you'll have to forgive me. That's right. (laughs) Beyond their ice cream, we don't really want to trade with them anyway, so the Cornish (laughs) can do what they want. I'll have you know that I've been to an auction this afternoon where people have paid £350 for a Cornish pass. Madness. Yes, Cornish people. <laughs> Far too much no, money down there. It's, it's you pissed Londoners that keep coming down and <laughs> sort of, um, they come down every half term in the summer holiday to their second homes and buy these things. Yeah. It's people from, Cornish people aren't so stupid as to buy It's people from Devon, I'll check those £50 notes for you. Bloody right. <laughs> <laughs> like, that, better be, that better be a bloody big Cornish pass. <laughs> Yeah, three hundred and fifty. The size of a transit van. <laughs> feed a family for a month. One went for three hundred and fifty pounds. A couple went for a hundred pounds. One went for two hundred pounds. How? Co- what have they got? Like Kobe, Kobe beef in them or something? No, these are just normal things. Do they know you can get a Guinness for a quid? <laughs> what happens? Do you, is, do you not have Greg's like they have up north? No, we don't have Greg's oh, no. no. <laughs> Um, basically what happens is is the street through the village gets closed off for the best part of the day and people sit in the sun and get pissed and when it comes to three o'clock in the afternoon they hold the auction and uh, Genius. people don't know any better yeah, Genius. it's brilliant <laughs> that's, that's very nicely done um, let's talk about the league, I, league. I, I feel like I know less than I did to begin with <laughs> <laughs> basically leave your money at the Tamar and sod off is what they're trying to say <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's talk about the League 2 playoff final AFC Wimbledon and now into League 1 um, good yeah Lyle Taylor and then the Beast uh, sad days down here I can, well yeah Plymouth lost yeah it's glorious days in Portsmouth apparently if you follow Twitter but um, I can with the uh, 101st minute penalty to seal it um, his pre-match or post-match interview did anyone see that yes that, like, that's the only thing I've seen of nicely this. done I like that I'm not sure many managers are on WhatsApp, but we'll find out with where he ends up next summer. Uh, next <laughs> next year, how many managers are on WhatsApp? He's like Roy um, Esther. <laughs> that teletext fame. Yeah. To, be, to be fair, Ross, I think we all knew that Plymouth weren't going to win because it suits the FA to have big clubs in, in League exactly, 2. Exactly, they need that Derby game, don't they? Yeah. have got to put some League 2 games on Sky. Uh, my only problem with this uh, was Aki Femmo sporting a Beast Mode t-shirt. I'm not happy with that. I'm sure that's copyright. That'll only be relevant to you. Maybe, <laughs> maybe not international copyright. Oh, no, fair enough. He's the UK brand. He, he's the UK beast. <laughs> maybe, maybe it's been franchised. Quite possibly. Marshall's retired and he's the money. Anyway, let's talk about some Champions League final action. Um, I didn't see this. I was at work. Colin, you were washing up, I believe. Yeah, I was washing up, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Chris, did you watch this? Uh, yeah, you're washing up for an, an hour and a half plus extra time and penalties. <laughs> Anything to not watch two Spanish teams. He was trying to do it without thumbs. <laughs> <laughs> the Cornish way. <laughs> I had guests around my house. I'd, I'd all, already followed the uh, championship playoff final. and the big, uh, the big game from Saturday. Exactly, so I got the big one out of the yeah. way and then just dabbled on Twitter occasionally. <laughs> Some silly Spanish match. <laughs> Anything to not watch Spanish football. <laughs> Happening in Italy. 
running. <laughs> Which, surprise, surprise, due to the Italians, ran late. Yeah, shocking, eh? Thanks for Alicia Keys. Is it her fault? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's start with that. Adam, you're furious. Yeah, well, there's just no need, is there? <laughs> there's no need for... One, Alicia Keys needs to realise that the biggest cheer she got was when she started singing Empire State of Mind. She just to realise isn't really her song. No. <laughs> That's not why people enjoyed that bit. <laughs> Especially when they realised at no point was Jay-Z coming on to Canada. I wish they started booing at that point. <laughs> <laughs> well, they did because it was, co- it was kick-off time. The players were in the bloody tunnel waiting to come out. <laughs> it was when she met a very confused Franco Brazy as well who didn't really know who she was. <laughs> Yeah, and she's, she stormed up, she strode over to him with such purpose oh, wow. and shook his hand and he was like, just like, we're, we're ten minutes late, but <laughs> come Get on. off. Football's off. Speed this up. <laughs> uh, so how was the game? They finished one all after, uh, before extra time and then uh, Real won 5-3 on penalties. Sergio Ramos opened the score after 15 minutes. That's what he does scoring in Champions League finals. He it, doesn't he? Man for the big occasion. He went the offside. <laughs> yeah, he was. He was, he, but he was offside in, in sort of inches. He was. It was one of those ones where his body was off. His body was onside, apart from like his kneecap or something, which was offside. Yeah, like the, l- rules is rules. He was offside, but a bet so little. <laughs> um, Just looking at the stats, this looked um, like a fairly even game. I thought it wouldn't. It would be the typical Atleti nick a goal defend match, but then I suppose if Ramos scores early, you can't really do that. <laughs> First half, Atleti Atleti were really poor. Right. In my my opinion, Real Madrid had a lot of joy um, and were getting at them. And then um, after half-time came, uh, almost immediately uh, um, they had their penalty. That Griezmann missed. Which, um, yeah, which absolutely sitter. It was Pepe just uh, being Pepe. (laughs) Doing what Pepe will do. Yeah, and then later on he did even more of what Pepe would do, which is exactly what you expect. Um, uh, but then, so then Griezmann hits the bar, and then uh, Madrid probably have two very good chances where they probably should have put the game away, and then their inability to do so, they get uh, Atleti managed to break, and and from then on, in that that whole second half, Atleti was so much better. Yeah, well, I imagine they got a bollock in at half time from Simeone. Not, not yes, the man you want so. to piss off for before going into half time. I don't know. I don't know about you, Chris, but I thought that uh, Zidane made some very odd decisions. Um, his decision when he was a goal up and protect and and all, had had a, had a lead to protect to take off Tony Cruz and bring on Isco to play in the central midfield. A much more attacking player. Yeah, did not mm. work. Yeah, I I agree with you entirely. Um, I, which is not ever something I thought I'd say. Um, <laughs> I thought you're you're right. Real Madrid, I think, sort of countered Atletico in the first half because everyone expects Atletico to come out and get the goal, then defend. Yeah. Whereas Real Madrid sort of played them at their own game and got the goal themselves. Um, it was obvious they got a bollock in at half time, like you say, by Simeone, and they were a completely different team in the second half. The penalty, I don't know about you, Adam, but you know when you sort of get. Of, um, an inkling of someone's body language when they stepped up to take the penalty with Griezmann I thought he didn't look entirely confident it was interesting as well when it came to the shootout all of Real Madrid's penalties went to um, the keeper's left and all of the Atletico Madrid uh, penalties went to uh, Kaelin Navas's right and eventually hmm. he guessed right I mean I know he didn't save it but it, it hit the I, post but he did I go think, the right way for that 
I also think that if he hadn't hit the post, that Kaylin Navas probably had it covered. Yeah. So I, I think that the, he. He wasn't going to score that penalty, how he taken it anyway, regardless of if it's on target. Um, I think the penalty shootout was a little bit harsh on, on All Black because for me, although he was nowhere near it in the fans voting, I voted for him on Twitter as man of the match. He made some a couple of fantastic saves, especially after they'd already gone 1-0 down. Because in the first 50-odd minutes, at any point, that game could have been beyond Atlantic because they did not look like a team that could come back from being 2-0 down. Mm. Um, How did Mark Lattenberg get I, I, Not He had a really good game, to be honest with you. It was bad Very good game. game. Yeah, as bad a game as he had in the cup final. He had a good one yesterday. Definitely. He got the Pepe decisions right. There's a couple of occasions where Pepe went down in his own box and, <laughs> you know, he did what Pepe yeah. does and he wasn't buying any of it. So <laughs> the penalty was a penalty as well. Um, have, the game... have, you seen, have you seen the one, Ross, where um, Pepe's already on the floor and someone... Um, like touches him on the face and then he starts rolling over and convulsing again and um there's a one where mark clattenberg's already sort of like you know when a referee runs onto the scene of the of the foul yeah. and sort of stands around it straight away and pepe's just rolling on the floor <laughs> and, and clattenberg is literally staring at him and just shaking his head just in the sort of while licking the, his lips oh i saw yeah, the licking the like, lips thing like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> I've refereed, refereed Didier Drogba. I'm used to these tricks. Well, going, <laughs> going, back, going back to the penalty shootout, when it got into the second or the third one, it was obvious that um, Real Madrid was going to knock him to the keeper's left. I've got no idea where he kept diving to his own right. <laughs> I didn't get that at all. Plan of percentages. They've got to go left, surely, once. <laughs> it turns out they didn't. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Madrid, Madrid took, um, uh, Real took some very good penalties in that shootout. And of course, they did, but you could make a better effort to get them. <laughs> who, who took the final um, one? I, the winning one? Ah, uh, has a man ever <laughs> played so badly in three Champions League finals and got three winners' medals, <laughs> and and twice managed to be the the man of the well three times? He's been it's sort of in the spotlight every time. All hasn't about he? him. Did you the see with the way the way he stood for his penalty as well beforehand? That pose he always put for his free kick. Oh, the hands on yeah. hips. Yeah, well, to be. To be f- what, what I thought was really funny was afterwards I was watching they had a um, a camera from the sideline that was beh- you know what sort of behind the dugout and you had all the Real Madrid players um, like the ones who'd been subbed and so on like that. Yeah. and they're just like as he's running up to take the penalty they're almost walking in like a cricket fielder like <laughs> they're already ready to start running they weren't expecting him to miss at any point <laughs> but Karim Benzema had no nerves whatsoever no He's probably got more serious things to worry about. Yeah, but... he's got bigger issues. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, um, it did bring up something I, I was wondering about when I was watching the shootout. Is, did, did you guys see that, um, to start slightly moving us on towards those England games, that yeah. when uh, the, uh, starting with the Turkey game, that the FA had come with an agreement with uh, Turkey and Australian FAs that they were going to play the games according to the new set of rules as per the 1st of June? Oh, no, I'm not saying they've they've made they've made some tweaks and stuff. So, so um, one of the rules was that um, a goalkeeper who comes off his line for a penalty, yeah, um, can now be booked or should be booked for it. Okay. So I was I was wondering, like, if you do that twice in a penalty shootout, do you get sent off? And then you're not allowed to make substitutions. No. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Stick a defender in net. This could be f- this could be fun. Yeah, the euro is going to be great. 
actually, it was nice at the end of the shootout where the only person that missed was one friend. Did you see the picture or the, the video footage of him going to the athletic yeah. friends afterwards? Yeah, that was nice. I, that was that was, that was I like the video of Ramos as well going up to the athletic fans and, uh, yeah. and all the players as well consoling them. Yeah, I do like Ramos. <laughs> he's 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 a, a lovable nutcase, I think. <laughs> Shit house extraordinaire, <laughs> yeah. but he's he's a good player. And do you know what? I quite like him. He's kind of fun, isn't he? He's one of five, and he managed he he managed to hold the Champions League trophy on a balcony and without drop dropping it. it. Well. <laughs> <laughs> one of five players to score in two finals. Do you have a guess at the other four? They all they've uh, all played, they've all played for either Real or uh, Barca, by the way. Oh no! I say so. What? Sorry. He has. Where's the stat? Hang on. Based on what? Scoring two Champions League finals. Sergio Ramos became the yeah. fifth player to score in two different Champions League finals. Yeah. Yeah. Messi. Messi's. Yep. Terry Henry. Raul. Raul's. Yep. Uh, um, Omri's not. No. Two more. One for Barca. One for Real. One for Real should be fairly obvious. Yeah. Ronaldo. <laughs> Was that counting a penalty shootout? Well, I don't know if he oh, scored, no, he scored the, the last one. Didn't he scored he? the Man United. Oh, in the that's spot, right. Didn't he? Yeah, he did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Where are we on Barcelona? Uh, yeah, Barcelona striker. Mm. Yeah, there you go. So Ramos is the first um, defender to do that. So Inzaghi hasn't scored in two Champions League Apparently finals. Not, no. Maybe European Cup. He's been playing for that long. I got a question for Adam, oh. which is a question I've asked producer Ben on Football Weekly. See if he asks it on Tuesday. <laughs> which was how many of these. Because Real Madrid now got 11 Champions League finals, haven't they? 11 Champions League wins. Yeah. Um, how many of them uh, can we chalk off due to either interference by Franco or Dr. Fuentes? <laughs> <laughs> well, the last two, throw them off. Do we get rid of them straight away? Well, we'll get it. Most of the ones <laughs> in the 50s. And if, 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 anything, that's, that's getting, anything Fuentes involved is probably getting rid of Barcelona. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> is this a roundabout way to make Liverpool the most Champions League wins Chris I oh, know because we've still got Milan oh, oh no Milan lab as well hey, yeah. yeah Liverpool are <laughs> <laughs> well no because they won about five or six in the 50s didn't they under Franco's regime they Franco... won f- was it four or five in a row with De yeah. Stefano well. exactly De Stefano who nearly went to Barcelona until Franco stepped in <laughs> yes yeah well and at one point should have been was supposed to be, be on a timeshare playing yeah. a season at each club and then sort of it all got yeah, dodgy. So how many are we looking at now? Are we are we looking at about two or three now? <laughs> Probably, yeah. The mid early nineties ones. It was ninety eight they won, didn't they? Um like the Champions League, didn't they? And then two thousand and two yeah. with that Zidane volley. Yeah. That's it. That's, that's all dark times. <laughs> that's all that's all that's all Puerto times that is. All right. Then I could then. Let's move on to England. Let's get Colin back involved. <laughs> England beat Turkey two one. Harry Kane, Jamie Vardy. Looking good, Colin, isn't it? For England? They got there, didn't they? Yeah, struggled there. They got there in the end, but... I don't know. I, I, Not I, convinced? I'm speaking on it. No. <laughs> I'm, I'm speaking on England as a whole here, over the whole set of friendlies. Mm. We're still pretty much none the wiser going into the whole tournament, are we? There's still a lot of ifs and buts and maybes. No one really knows what the team's going to be. All of a sudden, Rashford's going to be in. It's like, really? But you you wonder now whether... Well, I, I think that maybe Roy always does. I think it, it was always going to be very difficult to know what the team was going to be when he's playing one of his 
friendlies the day after the FA Cup final. I think the team that started the Turkey game is pretty much the team that's going to be his first choice, wouldn't you think? I, I wonder if it can be. How c- I don't see... I know I'm going to be wrong here. I will, sure. And you, you, you go, I, how can he go? He can't, he can't he, he's not fit enough to play 60 minutes. He, he's come off, he, what did he come off at half time in the uh, Australia game? Or just after half time? An hour in the Turkey um, game and yeah, half time at Australia game. He, he is not fit enough to play. And, and when it comes to tournament, he's going to be playing every four days. And what, what, what's the plan then? Mm. Any professional says that as soon as you come back from a long-term injury, you've got five or six games to play to get your match fitness. Track match fitness that takes you halfway through the Euros. Plus, he's still got to play Quaresma in the last friendly against Portugal. That's not going to be very much fun. <laughs> Getting a run around. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it will sort him out. But uh, yeah, Adam's right in the fact that you know he's not fit enough and he's not played enough games, and he won't be match fit until you know at least the quarters or semis if we get that far. In the role that Roy wants to play him, I'm assuming it's. Is he the one alongside Eric Dyer? I thought that was um, John Stones, wasn't it? Oh, really? No, uh, John Stones. Oh, you're trying, trying to make, make a, Dyer centre back again. Like I did I'm assuming Wilshire would either be that or the number 10 role, but that seemed to be the, the Kane and Vardy linking up seemed to work quite well. But if, you, if you're well, playing the Wilshire there, surely Barkley works just as well. It's so unnecessary because you. There's enough options in every other... But it's not like he is standout head and shoulders ahead of... Especially in his current state, yeah. ahead of Jordan Henderson. Um, you need to fit you need to fit Deli Alley into the team somehow. Even Andros Townsend, as much as that pains me to say, has had a better season than Wilshire because he's played some football. And he's in a, a, a little bit of form. Well... For me, I think I think because we've spoken about this, there's a chance Colin will agree with you, but Andros Townsend should, should be on the squad going. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. With Wilshire, he's only the real. He's the only other out and out winger, isn't he? Not uh, Wilshire Sterling. Sorry. Well, yes, um, and it, it's a bit a big loss that for England that Danny Welbeck isn't fit because he mm. is able to bridge that gap between going as a someone who can play as a striker and and be a number nine and also play out wide yeah. um, and put him a, f- a firm defensive duty. So you're looking at wide options of uh, Sterling, Townsend, uh, Milner. At a push, Barkley Vardy, on the right, maybe? Barkley, yeah, perhaps. Um, yeah. Here, here's, here's something. This is, this is what I think will happen. I mean, do, do, do you guys think Rashford will go? Yes. Um, right. dep- depending on how fit Sturridge is, so hopefully he will go. I think Sturridge is going anyway, right? So, and I think Rashford's going as well. So that means he's going to take five strikers. So that means another midfielder's going to have to go. Delph's gone already. Yeah. I reckon Barkley's not going to make it. Yeah, and that's I, fair enough. I think Barkley's not going to make it. I think he will stick with Wilshire. And then I don't know. Is there questions about Henderson? No, Henderson has to go. He loves Henderson. But he's not going to take. He's not going to take drink water, is he? He's not going to take drink water. So, does that do the numbers? Or, or yes, yeah, three need to three need to miss out. I missed one out. I'm not sure. Yeah, three need to miss out. So that would be drink. Yeah, two after Delph. Yeah. So drink. You got to say drink water and Barclay. That gives you enough. Yeah, mm. I'm, um, I'm not against taking fire strikers because there's a bit of option there. The way you can play a few of them in different positions. I am. Uh, 
I, I am. Chris could argue against this now, but I'm against taking five strikers, and the reason is that is that I wouldn't. I wouldn't be taking Daniel Sturridge. Um, he's potentially at his, at his best. He's England's best striker, but mm. you can't trust him to stay fit. And mm. also, unlike all of the other all of the other strike <sighs> options we've got. Um, Every one of them, to some extent, offers something something in somewhere else in a, in a slightly different position. Yeah, as you could see in the in the Europa League final when Origi and Benteke came on, Sturridge, when he's forced to play out wide or or in behind, becomes just null and void. Um, at risk of getting really feeling really weird, I do agree with Adam again. <laughs> um, I, definitely the booze, Chris. It's, it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to Joe Tribbiani how you do it. Yeah. <laughs> um, this goes back to a little bit of what we are saying about Wiltshire um, in the fact that you've got to be expected to play uh, a high number of games in a very short space of time. Mm. And Sturridge's big thing is his fitness. I also think for what, again, what Adam says about where you play Sturridge, you can only really play one position and you've got Harry Kane that can play there. You've got Jamie Vardy probably ahead of him again who can play there. And whether we like it or not, Rooney's going to play. Um, so he could go there, and so could Rashford. So I would, um, I would leave Sturridge at home for the fact that he's just not going to be fit enough over all that time. Plus, he gets the summer off to be fit for Liverpool in August. <laughs> Win-win. I, I, I think as well that in terms of the squad, uh, sort of like a squad dynamic, that probably gives gives you a bit more of a natural pecking order to those strikers as well. Yeah. No one who and. Rashford not starting he isn't going to have his nose put out of joint. No, there's not going to be people saying why isn't Rashford starting? Why is Kane and Vardy starting ahead of him? Like if Sturridge, he's, yeah, he's not going to bring an ego and be. I can imagine a- any of those other strikers, maybe with the exception of potentially Jamie Vardy, mm. really, really being quite upset and maybe being disruptive at the idea of not not being in the starting eleven. No, I think that's fair. Definitely. <laughs> so, what are our chances for the Euros, then, Colin? You're not massively convinced, Chris. Are you convinced that we can win? Win it is probably definitely out of the question with the strength the, of other squads. You, 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 have, you haven't mentioned the the, the floor in Eng- the, the fly in England's ointment. That the, the defence, we ain't got one. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm not confident in Cahill and uh, Smalling, as I said earlier. If Smallings are best, no, who, best defender who would be? of those two, then we're in trouble. John Stones, I, I love John Stones, but he has not had a season that he wants to th- remember, personally. And then that's <laughs> it, that's your three centre-backs. And is it likely that one might pick up an injury if England do go all the way? Probably. One might pick up a suspension. Well, yeah. Yep, so so what happens then? Well, Chris has the answer, don't you, Chris? Eric Dyer. <laughs> Nominative determinism, Dyer. <laughs> he did. He was a centre back when he was at Sporting, but yeah. But that's the point. How long ago was that? That's like two years ago. He's not played there. Yeah, but he, he also he also played there last season for Spurs. Mm. How often? I don't. Last season, I couldn't tell you last season, but I've, I think he played the majority of the time last season when he was playing in at least in the back four. Yeah, because they didn't have uh, Alderweireld in there. They just had Vertonghen and then a whole host of other comedy defenders like Fazio and people like that. Yeah, Fazio has been on loan. Yeah, exactly. But this was last season. Is what oh, we're right. saying. <clears throat> oh, sorry. Um, the, I would, I, I would rather have someone who, albeit isn't brilliant, um, has played there all this season. 
it's very difficult in a short space of training time between the end of the season and the start of the Euros to get Eric Dyer used to playing at centre-back with somebody else. Cahill this morning, Cahill and Jagielka have played together for England before. They've played at centre-back all season long. I'd rather have someone more specialist there than Eric Dyer, who, to be fair, is only 22 as well and still learning his game. Oh, that, that's fair. I can't disagree with that. But you, the yeah. one guy that you're bringing into this question is Jagielka. And Adam, what kind of season has he had? Uh. <laughs> That'll do. Well, how much of that season is due to um, Roberto Martin? Well, yeah, possibly. Well, well, I hope that, that, that's, that is the great unknown, isn't it? <laughs> but the, the thing is that um, I saw an interview with, um, with Roy Hodgson when he was talking about his um, his time as the Switzerland manager and about tournament football and about how he le- originally, he when, when it came to his squad selection, he was just picking... Uh, Essentially, two sides of eleven and a third goalkeeper. Yeah, and and he he during his time there he learned that that isn't the best use of his resources, and he didn't need to do that. And what I think that you're, there's a lot of doom mongering going on between between you guys there because essentially what you're saying is we need a, a centre half to pick up an injury. <laughs> And one to pick up a, a suspension at the same time because really, how how often in a game, barring an injury, do you have a substitution at centre back? Mm. Not very often. Yeah. yeah, and it's also the area of the pitch you're least likely to to, to make uh, unenforced changes at. So you're talking about a player having to pick up what back to back yellow card, and and they'll have to pick up back to back yellow cards in the Russia and Wales game. And by the Wales game, also get someone get injured. Mm. Well, luckily for you, Adam, I also heard that same podcast as well. <laughs> well um, they... <laughs> the point remains, though. I don't listen to those podcasts, so it's the first time I've heard it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, I, 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 it's I was trying to pass I, it off as our own. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm Team England, and I can see it both ways. I think it's a little bit annoying that you know we still seem to be clutching at straws at this late stage. But on the other hand. Previously in other tournaments, we've said, right, we know Gerard's going to be there, we know Lampard's going to be there. Previously, we know that Beckham's going to be there. We know, we know exactly where everyone's going to yeah. be. Now, we're going to have players, and apart from Rooney, Cahill, Hart, we haven't pretty much got real world class experience, okay? Rooney's so world class, as you just say. No, no, I meant experience. He's got experience of being world class. <laughs> I'm not saying any <laughs> a long time ago. <laughs> but. For once, maybe, the England player's going to have to work as a team. So it's going to have to be, shit, he's in trouble, I'm going to have to cover his ass. Whereas I think there will be a few sort of prima donnas in this tournament who will be like, this is my position, this is what I do. You know, I think, hey, heck, if it takes Wayne Rooney having to come back into defence, like he did maybe in like the, the FA Cup final, then so be it. They're all going to have to cover each other, and actually, that might actually build on England's strength. Yeah, I think you're, you're actually spot on, Colin. I would take drink water for that reason, though, because him and... Eric Dyer in front of that back four that's some excellent cover and there's two men that are going to do a lot of running and then you've got like you say Rooney can run around all day even though he might look a bit where are you going to put Rooney? you've got probably in the number 10 role anywhere anywhere you want okay to Deli Alley. yes because it's tournament football and he has the experience obviously the experience of losing but he's what's his experience his experience is terrible at international level at um, tournament level he scored at Euro 2004 and it took him another 10 years to get another goal Just there. remember 2004, Chris. Those halcyon days. That Croatia game until it all went wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
He's captain. And how does it go? He's wrong? captain though. He's not going to drop him. He will. He will start. No, he's not. He's not going to drop him. But is where do you and, play him? In? And also, he's also in the in the last what five or six games actually playing very well. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, but it's a manked the midfield, <laughs> the midfield role suits him. As much as I don't like uh, to see it happen, it's, he seems natural. If you or us, I'd play him in that, whether you'd call it a 10 or as the most advanced of a midfield three, mm. whichever way you want to call it, that that's where I would be playing him. Yeah. Um, you have Harry Kane up top, do you? And then you have Vardy... Vardy out wide. Sterling on the yeah. other side. Uh, Sterling on the other side. And then Rooney behind Kane at number 10. Yeah. Okay, so what's that? That's four. And we're, ugh, my maths is terrible, especially when I've been. That's your front four. Yeah, you've got Dyer and another. You don't. Yeah, whether that be whether that be Deli Alley or um, or Drinkwater okay, or Henderson. Was, yeah, they can all play there. So there's no Deli Alley in this team. What? Well, Deli Alley could play as one of those two. What in front of the back four? Well, it's not. But it's they as don't a, both as a need two, to be sitting. Yeah. Dyer's the one that's going to be sitting. Gerard and Lampard taught us this, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> the golden generation. One can stay, one can go. <laughs> or both can go and leave <laughs> massively exposed <laughs> at the back. <laughs> Luckily, Eric Dyer won't do that. No, he's got a lot more discipline than either of those two men. <laughs> right, let's let's move away from this, shall we? Um, should we have a quick look at the Euro groups? Let's, have, let's all have our, um, try and predict some winners. Well, should we just talk about it? I don't know what you, what your plan was, Ross, with us. I I guessed that sometime in the next two weeks we would do a bit a a preview like a podcast preview of some sort. Was that your plan? Yeah, we should leave that for then, then really. So we could just talk about it. We could talk about it in a bit more generality. Yes, yeah. because I was um, I don't know if any of you guys have seen a lot of the bookmakers are offering some quite good um, sort of promotional. Is he gone? Oh, Adam, you've dropped away there. No, let's, let's carry on before he comes back. <laughs> He's disappeared completely. There he is. He's well, what I was about to say is that they're offering some fantastic odds on England to win the World Cup. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what happened there. No, um, they were they were offering some some fantastic offers on um, picking the winner of the tournament. Where depending on if you bet a certain stake, you get. I think Sky bet do one way. If you bet a tenner on a team to win, yeah. you get three pounds <laughs> as a free bet every time they win a game. Oh yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Yeah, three so, three but every time your team wins when you place ten pounds. So that led me to go and have a, go and have a look at the, some of the odds, and you start looking through them, and you think, how many of these teams are really sort of imperious? Two, one, I think, possibly the the, the Germans. Germans. Yeah, that France that France squad is packed full of talent, but it's the France squad. Anything it's can happen. That France, that France squad is mouth-watering. Yeah, it? but anything can happen. There's a but couple of loonies in there. It is experience. They, they have concerns about who's going to play up, up top, mm. but they also have a very good record of winning tournaments that they host. Yes. But yeah, I'd say the Germans probably are my massive favourites, obviously. And they just and got beat 3-1 by Slovakia in the last game. Yeah, but they don't bother with friendlies or qualifying they just qualify and do it at the tournament it's the opposite with England uh, yeah I suppose yeah <laughs> they fucking lost to Ireland for fuck's sake <laughs> but let me just go in and have a look at the odds now because um, I know that, uh, Skybet have made France the favourite yeah France are 3 narrowly to, ahead three of, to na- 1 na- narrowly ahead of Germany who I think are 7 to seven 2, two. Yeah. then you've got Spain at 11 and then Spain 11 to 2 and then, and then and then if there's one other then England perhaps yeah England are 8 to 1 or, 
England. Is there anyone ahead of England? No, England are fourth. There's a bit of a jump to Belgium then at 11s and Italy at 16s. 11s, yeah. Italy are at 16s. That's it. Where's Croatia? Croatia. Uh, 25 to 1. See, that's not a bad shot, is it? Each way gets you to the final. So still, still even each way is decent. They're not a bad team, are they? No. What, uh, what kind of group have they got? Uh, <laughs> don't know. Hang on. <laughs> uh, oh, am they, beat, I right? they beat Moldova 1 0. <laughs> am I right in thinking that top three go out of each group? No. No, it, this is where okay. it gets complicated, hasn't it? It's, I can't even explain it to you, Colin, but it's something like top top two out of every group and then some of the best losers. <laughs> well, Croatia are with Czech Republic, Spain and Turkey. They can finish second in that group. Probably even first. That Spanish team isn't imperious anymore. No. That Spanish team's got young, though. It's whether you think that mm-hmm. they're any good still. That that defence is still very solid. They've got David De Gea and goal. Yeah. And then when you're talking, they have got some very talented players playing in the second positions. It's just whether they turn up. Well, does they've it got Casillas playing goal or is it De Gea? I think they think it's going. I think it's going to be De Gea. Cool. Right. What problems I have? Well, if it's Casillas, it is a, well, okay. a real problem. <laughs> yeah, it's it not is. Many issue, is he? <laughs> <laughs> None of us are. <laughs> but no, yeah, they can definitely qualify from that group, and then the knockout stages is anyone's guess, and it? it's purely random at stage, pretty much. I think there's a, a possible way to get out of a group, even if you're a poor team, and that is to be defensive. Surely the way it's set up at the moment is, don't lose, you'll go through. And yeah, I think, if, I think if you can draw all three, you can, get, you can qualify by drawing all three of your games. Yeah. I think it's going to be tight, and I don't think it's going to be, you know, Germany walking it or Spain walking it. I think there's going to be a lot of very close games. Well, the Germans have got Northern Ireland, Poland, and Ukraine. That'd be I'll fine. That That's back. nine points for them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at this France squad. I'm trying to find a weak point. Uh, I, I, Olivier I, Giroud. <laughs> uh, well, you got Giroud, yeah, but then you got Marshall, Gignac, and Griezmann. It's Patrice Everett not going to anywhere. Well. Yeah, I think he made it. Still. Yeah, he's there. Who's that? Sorry, Patrice Everett. Everett. Yeah. <laughs> Are you trying to find a weak spot? Or I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what? Mohamedou Sarko? Yeah. No, he's not there. I oh, know. He's been watching, watching it with Chris Freem. <laughs> Bakary Sanya's made it. How's that? Mangala. How's that happen? Mangala, Chris. There you go. There's your weak spot. Mangala and Koscielny. <laughs> uh, are they going to start centre back? Well, if they're not, it's going to get worse, isn't it? Who is it going to be? Over Ran. Well, they got Rami uh, Jale. Uh, on TT or Dingley Raphael Varane's injured yeah, yeah. that would have been if he'd been there god that would have been just awesome yeah. <laughs> and who's playing alongside Pogba in midfield Matweedy Matweedy okay. can say possibly but 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 what's Matweedy going to do without Zlatan <laughs> don't get Chris started on probably Zlatan. not yeah okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be on that soapbox it's Diara as well he played isn't he well, he, he, is he going to be there or is he going to have to be, pick up some odd jobs to pay off his fine? Lasana <laughs> Diara. Yeah. He's going to be working it, during the summer. Was it Lasana Diara who's the one that was rumoured to be fighting for ISIS about two years ago? Probably. <laughs> He's paid for another <laughs> he other was people. In, 
when he was in Russia, it was rumoured what he'd um, he'd gone to fight ISIS, and he had to sort of tweet out, "No, I'm still in Russia." <laughs> He could, he could have done with the money that ISIS probably pay at the moment. <laughs> well, they're having a tough few weeks. They might not qualify for Russia. <laughs> so, he was, so he was on the side of ISIS. No, people were assuming... It, there was a picture of someone in a mask uh, fighting for ISIS. Apparently it was a famous footballer. And people looked at him and thought he looked like Lasana Diara. <laughs> But it was the wrong black man in a mask. It was like the Andre Mariner at Chelsea. I <laughs> got it all confused. <laughs> <laughs> it was upside Chamberlain all along. <laughs> Kieran Gibbs got away with it. The sneaky little. <laughs> yeah, he's more an Al Nusra kind of guy. All right, I'm going to wrestle this back. This is some former <laughs> football podcast. <laughs> um, yeah, we'll, we'll do a Euros preview in a couple of weeks before the tournament kicks off, and we're going to do uh, we're going to do our. Um, our predictions every day as well that like we did for the World Cup they were good fun oh, we, oh, that sounds like you're in, I've got to build a spreadsheet now I, I'll do it all for you mate I'll do it in Google Docs you know uh, I love yeah, my so... Google Docs <laughs> 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 let's do some uh, awards shall we oh, just before a, just, you do that just quickly yeah I've got, I've got one thing you go first okay. Chris I, I was going to say do you remember on the podcast that didn't go out the other week I've got our predictions from the start of the season mine, yours and Colin's yeah Adam what did you want to say <laughs> you can cut around uh, this. Go on, do it. <laughs> go on, Chris. What have you got? Uh, no, go ahead, Adam. Well, I'll help you out quickly, Ross, to tell you. But I think that if you go and find one of our podcasts, I might have predicted Leicester to get relegated. <laughs> I mean, that is bad, but listen to these. <laughs> um, no, I was going to say, what, 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 um, what group of bells remember? Because in terms of that. Just that bet. I quite like their value at 11, they've got the, 11 to 1. They've got the so-called group of death with Italy, and then Ireland and Sweden. Not really a group of death. No. They're qualifying from that group. Mm. Yeah, it's whether they'll get the the free wins that you want out of it to, to wrestle your money back, whether they win yeah, or not. There isn't really a group of death at all in this tournament. It, well, not when three teams qualify, there oh, isn't. Oh, no. <laughs> All right. Imagine that. Well, World Cup 2002. I wouldn't have worried about it if I thought all three of us could have qualified. <laughs> the Argentinians had a great time. <laughs> right, Chris. Here's some of these preseason predictions. Right, preseason predictions. We did this in our first podcast of the season. Um, so, Player of the Year, <sighs> Colin. Do you remember what you said? Uh, probably Eden Hazard. You said Harry Kane. I said Alexis Sanchez. Ross, you said <laughs> England's captain. England's captain <laughs> Wayne Rooney. Here we go. Look, I'm going to help you all out. Rock, one, Colin. You're, you, I think that's a fair shout. You are very Coming close. Player of the year. Um, yeah, um, Ross. I put a bet on Wayne Rooney being uh, being Premier League top goalscorer this year. <laughs> First managerial casualty, Ross. Uh, Colin, you said uh, Steve McLaren. <laughs> I said Tony Pulis. Ross. I can't remember this one. Did I say Ranieri? Claudio yeah, Ranieri. <laughs> Premier League winning. Play the most red. I, I can't yeah. help you out here, no. Ross. <laughs> Play with the most red cards. Colin, who did you say? I can't remember. Thibaut Courtois. It wasn't a bad Which shout. Which you far wrong with. No. Ha, ha, out of interest, when you say, was this after the first game of the season? I think was Colin, before. Was, was Colin playing the odds for the fact that Courtois had already been sent <laughs> off once at that point? <laughs> no, I think this is before, I think. I said Lee Catamol. Uh, Ross, you said Joey Who Park. wasn't playing for a Premier League club at the time. I, I, I don't did. know why. Well, were you materialised? <laughs> Ross was trying, trying to predict a huge chance. I was playing the odds. If he got it there. I like the out-of-the-box thinking, Ross. I like if he it. got there, he was, he was odds-on. Um, the first scandal 
Would it be sex, money, drugs, or smoking? Uh, Colin went for match fixing. Orange for sex, and you went for sex as well. Um, and when we said who would it be, Colin, you said your match fixing would be Alan Pardew. <laughs> I said the sex would be Louis Van Gaal, which I was kind of right with the sex matic. Isn't it? <laughs> it wasn't scary. Um, and Ross, you said out, your sex. Your sex thing would be Alan Pardew as well. I think I've won that, surely. Those text messages were definitely from Pards, weren't they? I think... Oh! Don't worry about allegedly, Chris. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Youngest manager at the Premier League's end. We all said Gary Monk. We all did well there, didn't we? Yeah. Is it Eddie Howe? (laughs) I, I, I fancy Gary Monk to get fired, so I'm clawing one back for me. <laughs> um, how many managers at the season's end will you remember as players? Now, I said 12, but it was actually seven I can remember at the end. Oh, yeah. Uh, Rossi were eight and five. Colin, you said six, but I don't remember who you remember. I don't remember. It was a long time ago. <laughs> it was, not it? Uh, and the Champions League team, or well, the English team that go furthest in the Champions League... Um, you two said Chelsea, I said Manchester United. They were all wrong on that one. All wrong. All played a blinder. <laughs> different, different degrees of wrong, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> At least you got to the knockout. Yeah, true. <laughs> was that it? And that was it. Yeah. Well, okay. Right. These are the awards that we've picked some fairly arbitrary categories. Um, Very arbitrary. Yes. Um, I'll go through the consensus picks, and then we can all give our um, overall pick ourselves, and we'll decide on a winner between us. So, player of the season. Um, with the most votes from our listeners, uh, Riyad Mahrez took the... Yeah, he got the most votes. Um, is he here? Does he get an award? And here he is. No. Um, Colin, who did you vote well, for? Well, the guy, the guy who... Yesterday, the guy who played Phil Mitchell got a Lifetime Achievement Award at the National Soap Awards. He didn't even turn up. <laughs> so... The, what has he got going on in his life? It means he can't turn up for a lifetime achievement award at the only award he's ever going to win. <laughs> what chance have we got? I've got him right, Mahrez. Eligible for Cornwall yeah. Steve McFadden. <laughs> Colin, who did you vote for in your player of the season? That's where he was. He was too busy buying pasties. <laughs> <laughs> I went for Jamie Vardy. Ross. I also went for Jamie Vardy. Uh, Chris, what did you go for? I think I went Riyad Morris. And Adam? I can't remember. There are a couple of other votes for uh, Wes Morgan got a shout, Virgil van Dijk. I didn't vote, no. I'm assuming no, didn't that vote was him um, uh, Dimitri Payet got a few. That was me. Payet, yes. good shout. I voted for Payet. And one for Toby Alderweireld. So. I also voted twice because I voted again for Boating McBoat. Yeah, I wonder who did that for every single category. <laughs> <laughs> so can we all agree on Mahrez? I think he has been a revelation. No, I want to give it to Dimitri Payet. <laughs> He got two votes. Oh, do you know what? I would agree with Adam again. <laughs> this is brilliant. Pyatt's gonna, I, I can keep, tell you now, Pyatt's going to win another keep, award later on. Oh, that free kick, though, against Palace. All those free kicks. Wasn't, there, was no, <laughs> there was no award for best goal. <laughs> no, there wasn't. I had my fingers burnt with that a few years ago. Goals are over eight. <laughs> right, I'm, I'm putting my foot down. Rhea Myers is player of the year. Manager of the season. The consensus pick is obviously Ranieri. There was quite a few votes for Ronald Koeman, who I actually voted for, um, and a couple Why? a couple for Pochettino and <laughs> one for Pardew. Why did you I vote w- for Ronald Koeman? I would agree with you. Why? I thought he did a fucking brilliant job. Yeah, we well, did. I did an alright job, but he didn't, it's not like last season where he lost half his team. No, but still, he had to put a lot of players back together. He's had some injuries and some bad runs, and they still finished in a Urea. But that's, Europe, that's, but that's football. No. People have, Players get injured. True. Who did you pick? Ranieri? I picked Ran- I picked Ranieri. Oh, choice. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? 
But I was wrest- I was wrestling with Eddie Howe. Yeah, good show. Were you? Lucky women in love in front of the fire. <laughs> Colin would love to wrestle with Eddie Howe, wouldn't you, Colin? I, I would indeed, <laughs> but I didn't. I didn't contemplate Eddie Howe. I I did wrestle. I, I went for Ranieri, but I wrestled with Kiki Sanchez Flores. Yeah, along the same tip as for what he's Eddie done Howe. At, for what he's done at Watford. I mean, there's someone who might have turned up for the award. Yeah. <laughs> he's got nothing else to do now. <laughs> uh, so yeah, obviously uh, Ranieri is the winner. Signing of the season. Um, this is Dimitri Payet's award, uh, judging by our um, voters. Yeah, I voted, for, I voted. I voted for him again. I couldn't. I, I, I couldn't vote for him for Player of the Year and not have him be signing of the season. No, I went for him for signing of the season. Uh, Colin, who did you go for? Petr Cech. Petr Cech. There you go. I found your list. There it is. Oh, it's the one with Frank Lampard. In, I shouldn't know. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, you've gone for an oddball choice here. Was this the one I, went, I can't remember? Um, Carlos Tevez. Yes. Ah, oh, because you didn't specify the Premier League. Drops Mike and leaves. <laughs> well, he got as many votes as uh, Christian Fox. So, and both him at both face. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Carlos Tevez is the only player uh, ever to win the double in a calendar year. Two doubles in a calendar year. Two doubles, sorry, in a calendar year. So, there's lots of Arsenal players that would fight you for <laughs> <Yeah>. that. <laughs> Two doubles in a calendar year, yes. Impressive, but against who? What's the level? Uh, it was in Serie A and the Argentine Premier League. Yeah, but for Juve, that unbeatable yeah, yeah. Juve team. <laughs> for Juve well, can... and for Boca Juniors. <laughs> well, you can only beat who's in front of you. Very true, yeah. very true. But this is definitely Payet's award. I was going to try and make a case for Terrence Chris earlier on, but I didn't see how many votes Payet got. Right, you can get stuck <laughs> when it comes to Muller. Then. Best player. Oh, do you know, I'm, I'm, not, I'm, happy at, I'm not happy at Payet getting it. That's pretty good. Fair enough. Best player playing abroad that isn't Messi or Ronaldo. I obviously went for Thomas Muller. Uh, Chris, you went for Gonzalo Higuain. I did. Did he break the Serie A record? He did 36 goals, Six. I think. In 36 and 34 and 38? Wait, that, yeah, that record stood for the best part of 50 years as well. Pretty impressive. I mean, that would be that would be impressive if you'd voted for the... But if you just vote for the right person, you'd have got an even better one. So. <laughs> Colin, you went for Frank Lampard. That's correct. The man booed by his own <laughs> fans last weekend. The, the, man be, the man being booed onto the pitch. <laughs> Seven just a, nil. Just on a quick, yeah, I was just about to say, did, the, but the thing that I was really missed up on by the English media on this is before the um, the New York derby, um, New York City were all over um, trash talking all over social media and they were offering one of those, um, those um, shirt swapping... Um, what do you call it? Wife swapping. Uh, <laughs> wife swapping. <laughs> Sexy. Uh, they were doing one of those things where you can go and you could swap your um, oh, right, yeah, wife, your <laughs> New York Red Bulls shirt for uh, a New York City shirt. Oh. <laughs> and talk, talking the big talk, then go and lose seven nil. <laughs> Then get embarrassed by some of their fans unveiling a sign saying New York City fans against modern football. <sighs> the most modern football. Have you known about football. that? If you listen to the man on the post extra time podcast, <laughs> yes. you've known about that. <laughs> Yeah, they're, they're a um, shambles. He's better Lampard. He, he, there were 5 0 when he came on in that thing. <laughs> Couldn't do much. No. Uh, so the obvious answer is Luis Suarez. Obviously. He's had an absolutely phenomenal season. Mm. <laughs> 
Collins discounting that. Lampard's <laughs> had a better year. There's a couple of votes for Gareth Bale, who's not done bad. Pogba got one. Um, Zlatan was in there as well. Two for Thomas Muller. It was quite a su- it was quite a subjective question, though, wasn't mm. it? Because it wasn't about who had had the best season; it was the best yeah, player. Who's the best player? Played. Yeah, but yeah, Suarez has had an incredible season, so we'll give him that award. Kit of the season, I like this one, um, and I went for Everton's home and away kits this season. And that, yeah, we we not we we just we don't mess it up. Out. Exactly, they're nice and simple. I love it. I went Everton away versus Southampton. Yes. That green khaki the, kit, the sort of the, with the orange. Mm. Yeah, that was trim. brilliant. What did, yeah, did you go for, Adam? sponsor. Uh, I was going to go for the Leeds kit. It is nice, um, but I, I went for West Ham home. Yeah, I like that. Colin, you obviously went for the Leeds United. I went for the Leeds United all white strip. Say goodbye to that. Going to have colour splashed all over it this year. <laughs> uh, there's a shout for the France Euros kit which is a very good shout I like that that's very nice um, a Watford one's in there but it's just but it's just the same as the England kit with different co- like the, the, the Nike designer did not spend more than one lunch <laughs> palette swap he, he clearly he clearly had to go he had to take the afternoon off to go and see his <laughs> see his daughter's piano recital <laughs> and had four kits still to do that day so he just auto fill colours it's like yeah, it's like he did it with Find and Replace. <laughs> uh, there's some nice looking kits in this list that people have voted for. Uh, the Bill Bow home kit, um, Sheffield Wednesday, I'm not having that. That's definitely Laura voting there. <laughs> um, a couple of Sheffield Wednesday ones, but uh, Everton have got the overall consensus from our listeners. Chris, you're not gonna... If you need another vote, I can happily change to it. But, uh... Chris, you're not going to be happy with that, are you? No, it's fine. Not one for Liverpool because that's a hideous, hideous kit. <laughs> well, but what are we saying? The Liverpool, that Liverpool, oh, that was last year's Liverpool. Oh, the away, Warrior one. Oh. <laughs> the best Liverpool kit was the Champions League kit from 2007. I'll have to Google that later on. Take your word for that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's give it to Everton. Um, At least two of the players had Mascherano and Alonso on the back of it. <laughs> that's why it's the best kit. Because of who's wearing <laughs> it. Um, best game of the season in any competition. Um, this is difficult for me they don't live long in the memory there were some, t- some good games in this I've gone for Norwich and Liverpool because as a neutral that was ah. fantastic 5-4 good shout um, so did I Ross excellent uh, Chris what did you go for yep. I went for Newcastle nil, Everton 1 um, <laughs> <a> 1-0 win <laughs> I, I, yeah, alright. Well, Wasn't that the game we won in the last minute as well? That, exactly. That was the game where you'd basically been pounding them for 89 and a half minutes um, and they defended heroically. Comes to the last minute, I think it was a Ross Barkley shot, deflects off, oh, goes yeah. for a corner, and it was like the 95th minute um, and there was a goal. It was sort of very last minute, or very last, very last second. I didn't even think they had a chance to kick off. It was a phenomenal game. Absolutely amazing. End to end stuff. It was brilliant. Excellent. Adam, what did you go for? I mean, that. That wasn't even the best Everton game this season. <laughs> that was the Bournemouth game. Was that I, the Bournemouth was tempt- game? I was tempted to. Well, <laughs> <laughs> that, there's a lot of games that hurt me, but that was one of the ones I did, I did think about. I also thought about the um, Everton, the, the Chelsea free Everton free when John Terry scored that offside goal. Yeah, there's a couple of people who said that. Um, because in terms of entertainment value, if I can, if I can divorce myself from the pain. Mm. They they were quite good, but I know I went for the one that I could remember, which was the most recent one, which was uh, the uh, West Ham three Man United two. Oh yeah, I, only ruined by the 
that ridiculous concert afterwards. <laughs> it was improved by the bus day beforehand. <laughs> Controversial. <laughs> so from our listeners, uh, Liverpool Norwich is the overall winner, but there's also a fairly strong feeling for Liverpool Dortmund, which was a fantastic... I'm assuming it's the second leg we're talking about. Which you missed, Chris, didn't you? I, I missed because I was recording this podcast. Yeah. I want extra <laughs> sort of brownie points for that. Yeah, your vote counts twice. I'm, I'm going yeah, to give it to that actually because that was a better game of football. The Liverpool Norwich one was just comical. That feels like that feels like the opposite of giving you brownie points. That feels like a dig. <laughs> <laughs> no, well done for missing it. We're going to make it our game of the season. <laughs> yeah, I don't even get my game of the season, which would be Everton. So you know, I'm happy to <laughs> get it. All right, best best pundit of the season, John Hartson. Well, you're you're disqualified. <laughs> he's like my dog. He doesn't know very much, but he's very enthusiastic about everything. <laughs> I went for Jamie I decided, I decided I was struggling with who the actual best pundit was, so I was going to slightly rename the award and give it and make it most improved pundit. Fair. So I get I gave it to Alan. I gave it to Alan Shearer. He is he is very very much improved. Yeah. Colin, what'd you say? Yeah, but where, where was his starting point? Then? <laughs> yeah, but well, that doesn't matter, does it? Was it? Very low. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and I've named the award the comeback, Gary Neville. All is forgiven. <laughs> Colin, who did you say? Who's your favourite commentator or pundit? You're not going to like this. You're not going to like this answer. But it's I did go Frank for... Lampard again. No, it's Robbie Savage. Ah, <laughs> oh. you're right. Bring back John Hartson. You're right. I'm not going to like that answer. Hartson's brilliant. Someone voted for Owen Hargreaves. I'm assuming it's a joke. Yeah, fair a... enough. Do you know what? He was okay at the Champions League final. And he knows what he's talking about. At least only one person said Thierry Henry, which I thought was quite odd. Did anybody say person... Chris? Did say who, Chris? Did anybody say Chris Sutton? Uh, no, thankfully, no one said Chris Sutton. But, How about Niall Quinn? No, no, Niall Quinn. There was one for Kevin Kilban, who that's a terrible choice. One for Roy Keane. Two for Robbie Savage. I quite like. I quite like Roy Keane. <sighs> yeah. Two I for can't... Robbie Savage. Well done. Someone else has got good taste as well. Yeah, that's our uh, long-time listener, the is, Alan Marshall. It's, it's well, the give, me twi- give me twenty seconds, and there'll be two votes for Boating at Boatface, Colin. <laughs> It depends where you listen to him. If you listen to Robbie Savage on BT Sport, he's awful. If you listen to Robbie Savage on 606, he's incredibly entertaining. Exactly. In the fact that he, he gets people incredibly wound up, and you just know he's chuckling his head off because he doesn't mean a word of his, whatever he says. He's doing his job, I suppose. That is his job, isn't it, on 606? The white yeah. people no, but he's got enthusiasm as well when he's commentating. And he's commentated, you know, on a couple of games with Alan Green, and I think it works quite Jeez. well. <sighs> He's commenting with Alan Green is not what you really want to hear. of two evils. So who, who's won, Russ? I think... Who did you vote I went for? for Carragher, and he's got the most by one vote. I feel like that's only because people forget... The, to be fair, he was doing some of that with Gary Neville. Mm. He's done, he's done can a, we just give it to Gary... Can we give the award to Gary Neville? Yeah, I think we can, just... I no, forgot no. it. He was still... No. He was, he was still a pundit at some point this season, and he did so well when he took when he put his money where his mouth was. Yeah, <laughs> this is like match fixing. It, the guy's a manager, failed manager. But... <laughs> All right, it's, it's, it's Jamie Carragher. Then we can't we can't agree on anything. <laughs> He's got the most votes. There we go. Which Premier League team will spend the most money on transfers this summer? Anyone who hasn't said Manchester United is a moron. The, the, the runaway winner with this one. Um, there's a couple of Chelsea's and a couple of Man City's and one West Ham, which is not a bad shout because they've gone big early, haven't they? Tried to spend that money. Well, they've got a free stadium. They've got exactly. money everywhere. <laughs> yeah, got to get rid of they've it. Got, they've got so much. They got so much money out of their free stadium they can donate to the Tory party. 
With X to repair as well. But it's obviously money. Haters going to hate. How on earth did they get that stadium? I'm scratching my head. Colin, you went for Man City. I went for Man City. Why? Why not? <laughs> no, why? No, not why not? Why? why, why Mic drop. <laughs> how are they going to spend more money than United? Uh, I'll give um, you two words. Pep Guardiola. <laughs> if you get Pep Guardiola... I'll give you two words. You, Jose you, Mourinho. <laughs> um, I'm sorry, but... I'll go, hold on. I'm going to give you two better words. Jorge Mendes. <laughs> Ed Woodward. I'm going to give you two more. <laughs> Dick swinging. Context. <laughs> no, you know, I don't think. I don't think you're completely. Uh, well, I think you're wrong here, Colin. But I don't think you're. Uh, they're not going to be no, far behind. I yeah, I think it's the next next logical answer. It could, and you could very well prove them to be right. I, I think honestly, if, if Manchester United said, right, this player, eighty million quid, yeah. Man, Man City would go. It's ninety. <laughs> You know, they would just, just do that. And I think at some point the Glazers would drop out. Yeah, but the biggest um, agent in the world is Jose Mourinho's agent and his friend. Mm. But I think the thing is, uh, Baraguero... City need to invest more than Man United do. Well, they, they probably need to invest as much. Yeah. I think I think that, that City squad is barely... is marginally better than Man United squad. Just probably based on a... On Aguero, and you're also and you're looking at a squad that in two or three years' time will be the other way around because Aguero might be on the a waning force, and mm. Anthony Martial might be one of the best players in the world. Plus, United are about to get Zlatan as well, so that's good. That's, yeah, that's, that's, not, a free, that's not a free though, which isn't helping us out. No, we, we should I, include I, signing bonuses because that definitely put them over. I, and you can wash your mouth out with soap, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, colossal error. They signed it. <laughs> It's in the, constitu- the constitution of this podcast. It will, it will not have a word said bad against Latan. <laughs> oh, honestly, the whole footballing world's got their tongue up his ass. <laughs> well. Do you know what? If he's here, I'd bloody tell him to his face as well. It's called talent. Mm. Yeah, Look but, you know, no. <laughs> Chris, you're sounding much, very much like Jerry Barton in his. <laughs> you know, no, <laughs> he's say he's got a big nose. He's, he's got a big nose, yeah. <laughs> he's incredibly talented, of course he is. And he's, he's, a, he's a very good player, but. I don't think he's the kind of player that Manchester United need. Oh, definitely not. What, you mean a good, what, a good one? <laughs> no, because where, if you play him, you're going to have him up top. Where are you going to put Rashford and where are you going to put Martial? Where's Rooney going to play? Oh, uh, where do all the young players play? We need to play young players. <laughs> we don't want to be good. We just want to play young players. It's the Man United way. Fuck off, Man United fans. <laughs> the young players are good. It's the Man United way. They've massively changed their tune since the uh, slagging off Jose tweets a couple of years back. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're brilliant to see those ones get retweeted. The U-turn no, but he's, he's not exactly a, he's not a long-term player, is he? You're going to get a year out you of him. Play, you play Rooney in midfield. You play Martial out wide. You um, Rashford you get, just off get, of Zlatan. You, you play, yeah, maybe play to, maybe play him as part of a two. Uh, you play Rashford off the bench um, and give him a year or two as he's only seventeen to mm. to develop a little bit, so that when when Ibra goes away and you've got a nineteen-year-old Marcus Rashford, he's um, more suited to come in and, and lead that line. Yes, because one thing he's, Zlatan is famous for is his amazing altruism. <laughs> hey, Maxwell, come on. Man's made a career out of being Blatant's <laughs> mate. But if you look at all the, the rotting problems at Manchester United, signing Zlatan isn't going to solve them. No, but it's, it's, a, it's van- a big it's a money thing, sign. isn't it? It's a statement exactly. of intent, and it'll pay for himself as well, in terms of shirts sold. Although Man United's online shop doesn't let you put ten letters on a shirt, only nine. 
that's that's how that's how he'll pay for himself. That's potential fiver for that tenth letter. Will yeah. you buy another shirt with the letter C? <laughs> you give him, you give him, you give him two. Um, you you make sure he's he's got a double digit number, so you have to pay twice. He's gonna have Ibra. Isn't he? It's gonna be Ibra. Or don't Slatter. give him. Don't can give him ch- the number nine shirt. <laughs> can you pick Wait, names? As a player, can you pick names? Could he not have Zlatan? He could do, because Hasbank had Jimmy, didn't he, for a while? When he was at least. Memphis as well. He has uh, has Memphis on the back. Imagine how many shirts you could sell with Zlatan on the back. In the Premier League. If it wasn't Man United shirt, I'd buy one. Hashtag dare to Zlatan is his name on the back of his shirt. (laughs) He could be the first first hashtag named football. We are not far from that. Imagine right. that on the back of a shirt. It'd be oh, hashtag knobhead. Honestly, is a it, he plays for Liverpool? I think. <laughs> <laughs> was it Zamorano that had eighteen, but he had the little plus one and eight? Yeah, that yeah. was lovely. I like that. That was brilliant. <laughs> Honestly, he'd be the worst thing for Manchester United. Brilliant. And the I'm all for it. Team on my TV every week. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. But <laughs> right there we go. Then that brings our awards to an end, and it brings our season-ending podcast to an end. Uh, you can check out our website at. Uh, it's manonthepost.com it's being redesigned over the summer so it should come back next season all nice and shiny and new and all fancy um, isn't that exciting yeah get over there um, our, with a brand new article well yes there's a brand new article by Chris up there on Liverpool and what they need to do this summer in terms of outgoings and it's quite a lot is it is it signs that had improvement? <laughs> no. Well, I was gonna, I was gonna write it on who Liverpool should bring in, but with a world class manager, but absolutely no European football to offer, I was scratching my head. So I just thought, who can we get rid of? Yeah. Quite a lot, as it turns out. Yeah, quite a lot of them. Um, but yeah, check out that manlopost If you want to write for us, get in touch with us. Um, any of our first names, actually, who's on the show right now, um, followed by at manlopost.com. We'll get you in touch with us. Um, I'm writing a football manager series at the footballfamily.co.uk, I want to say. That's how Are you sure about confident that? I am on that one. <laughs> <laughs> if that doesn't work, try.com. Um, if that doesn't work... Uh, .net. Try.net. And if you're really pushing it, try.org. It's, probably it's not. It's definitely .com. Just checked. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, go and read about my, uh, my, my triumphs and tribulations as Real Oviedo manager. What year are you playing? Uh, this season's game, 2016. Have you not seen, Chris, uh, one of the best things is, I don't know what you've done, right? have you signed into Twitter or something? So every once in a while, it'll um, it'll post tweets about it to, to yes. a Twitter account. I don't. Every once in a while? <laughs> <laughs> All the I, I don't. time. <laughs> um, you, you'll so, never guess what. We had a fucking cracking result against Tottenham or whatever it was. We didn't. Well, we lost seven one. That's the best thing. It doesn't say. It, does, it, it just says that Ross was involved in a brilliant game. Yeah, <laughs> a brilliant seven one, seven one thriller against Tottenham or something. Yeah. not pointing out the fact that he was on the end of yeah. a seven one. It me. definitely wasn't brilliant. <laughs> Are you Bolton manager and you just signed Leo Messi or something as well? Uh, no, I signed I Lucas Moura. That's the tweet I Yeah, he was um, <laughs> transfer listed by PSG. So I spunked my entire transfer budget on one over- <laughs> massively overrated right winger. How did he uh, He's got one goal in five games. So, uh, all right. yeah. <laughs> 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 That's how most of my squad to afford to buy him. He's- that's you go. He's broken his yes. leg. <laughs> I'm just waiting for that next time I load it up. Uh, but yeah, check that out over at uh, footballfamily.com and just look for the football manager tab at the top. 
Um, if you want to, yeah, write for us, get in touch with us, you can email any of us. You can find us on Twitter at Man on the Post. You can find me on Twitter at RossBarrow1984. And unfollow me, as Colin has done, for my FM updates. Uh, you can find... <laughs> Not even muted, unfollowed. <laughs> I haven't, really. You can find Colin on Twitter at... Cash707. Uh, Chris is on Twitter as... At C Armband. And Adam is on Twitter at... AdamSA101. There you go. So, gentlemen, until we return... Oh, we've got in- Instagram as well, haven't we? Oh, yes, we do. We have an Instagram account. I should probably log into that on my phone, shouldn't I? That's at Mammal Post, because we are across social media. Our branding is on point. Why do we have an Instagram account? Because we didn't have one before. Chris is bored. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So, yeah, get on there. Follow us on there. I, I, I think I followed it the other day, and I think I was worried that I hadn't been following it for years or something. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, shit, how long has this been going on for? <laughs> so with the, I'm sure there'll be plenty of action over the summer uh, on that account. So get on there, at Mammal Post. Uh, so then, gentlemen, it's a goodbye from me. It's a goodbye from Colin. Goodbye, goodbye from Adam. Bye. And goodbye from Chris. Goodbye. And until we return with a preview podcast in a few weeks, always remember to have your man on the post. Good, good stuff. Hour and 25 minutes, blimey. That's our longest show for ages. You don't watch Rusty Rock Buster's, do Obvious, absolutely I do. Especially one of your ones. No, I've got one that Tom turned down. Oh, wow. I've got about five minutes, so yeah, go on. Um, So here we go. It's something like... um, Something that is so Pilkington-like... (laughs) <laughs> What's the initial? Oh, do we need the initial? What are we? No, no. I'll tell you that if you're not getting it. Right, okay. We don't even need the initial. England, 1966 hero, Jeff Hurst, has decided to get a French passport. What's that all about? It's not Jeff Shreves, Jeff Leaves or something, is it? I don't know. No. Yeah, I need some initials for this. Is is uh Are we after a pl- is it a player? Is that what we're after? Yeah. Okay. He's, he's living in France, he's given up on England. So so what does that make, Jeff Hurst? Expat Expat Hurst. <laughs> The initials are FJ. Randy Jeffers. Sorry? Francis Jeffers. <laughs> yeah, Francis Jeffers. Yes, Francis, Francis, Francis Jeffers. Jeffers. <laughs> <laughs> I've got. Well, I've got problems of I've got a problem with Tom turning that down. That one's good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh.
<laughs> now I'm questioning Tom's judgment. <laughs> <sighs> well, okay. That's that's the out. I'm impressed with that one, Colin. That's the outtake for the end of the season. You liked that, did you? <laughs> I did. I enjoyed that one. <laughs> it works on a lot of levels. Hello. Hello, mate. Hello. Hello. How are you doing, you right? Yeah, good. How are you both doing? Good, good. Not too bad. Dropped the kids off, so I am uh, ready. Ready, ready. <laughs> I wonder what you're going to say then, Carl. Yeah, I was going to say me too. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? Just that long pause. <laughs> I am... Um, 